1: The Chicago Bulls could potentially lose both their centers on the roster this offseason in Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond. I'm going to talk about two options that the Bulls could pivot to if one or both these players do leave in free agency. We're going to talk about that. Plus, it's Saturday, so we're diving into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. But let's get into it. So we know that the Bulls could potentially lose Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic this offseason. Andre Drummond, who does have a player option of $3.3 million going into next season, could opt out to either re-sign with the Chicago Bulls at more money and maybe more years, or look to move on to a team that may better utilize him than what Billy Donovan utilized him this last season. Now, Nikola Vucevic is also an unrestricted free agent this offseason, and While there's been more speculation than not that Vuce is probably more likely to stay in Chicago, just looking at the free agent market, looking at Chicago's needs as well, I think he's likely to stay. But we could lose one, if not both of them, which would leave the Bulls completely thin at a position they were already thin at. No other options on this roster. Marco Simonovic is still on the roster, but I think we all have come to the realization that Marco probably just does not factor into the Bulls' long-term plans. So the first one that I'm going to bring up is if Andre Drummond leaves, but Nikola Vucevic does stay, should the Bulls pivot towards Mo Bamba? Now, Mo Bamba, who the season before this most recent season had his best year. His last year, full year in Orlando, he played 71 games. He averaged 10 points per game, uh, uh, 2 assists, 1.7 blocks per game, and then almost 6 rebounds coming off the bench for the Orlando Magic in that season. I, I guess he started more. He started 69 out of 71 games, but he played, in that season, only 17 minutes, I'm sorry, uh, no, 25 minutes he played in that season, that last full season with Orlando. He re-signed with Orlando after they uh, rescinded his rights, right, and uh, and, and didn't have his the, his bird rights anymore, but they still end up re-signing him on a $10.5 million deal with a, a a team option in that second year. They eventually traded him to the Los Angeles Lakers. He only ends up playing nine total games for the Lakers, after being traded there so when you look at Mobamba, Bamba uh, considering the Lakers have a team option on him I think it's likely that they do not you know bring him back they do opt out of that deal so they can then go in and try to do some things in free agency there's already the rumors that they could try to go after Kyrie if they don't get Kyrie they could pivot to other players but I don't think Mobamba factors into the, the Los Angeles Lakers long-term plans And I do think he could be available out there now the biggest question is Is he going to be willing to sign for less money? The Bulls do have their full mid-level exception that they could use. Uh, Considering Mo Bamba off the bench, especially if Andre Drummond does leave, brings that rebounding, brings some shot blocking, and he has a higher scoring ceiling than what Andre Drummond does. Mo Bamba can play next to Vooch, I think. He can play next to Patrick Williams if they continue to play Pat at the four. I like what Mo Bamba could potentially bring to this team as a friendly you know deal potentially if they do lose Andre Drummond does he replace everything that Drummond does one for one no but some people may say he even brings more than Andre Drummond does just because of that shooting upside that Mobamba has Mobamba was a target that a lot of Bulls fans were hoping that the Bulls were going to go after last season before it came out that we weren't going to use our full mid-level exception in avoidance of the luxury tax this year in free agency we could potentially give him that full mid-level exception while still avoiding the luxury tax, so maybe it increases the possibility of bringing Mo Bamba into this team. While I am not as high, I see some Bulls fans that that think that Mo Bamba could step in and be a a replacement-level starter for Nikola Vucevic. I'm not necessarily that high on him, but I'm not low on him either. Still 24 years old, fits the Bulls' timeline. The biggest question is, do the Bulls want to go another young player that is still proving some things on the league, or would they want to go a more veteran presence, a more known commodity maybe? But Mobamba is absolutely an option. Like I said, I have him more penciled in as a backup option. But you guys may may look at him and say, "No, this is a guy that we can go after if Vooch does leave. Maybe be our starter. Maybe even maybe, maybe just push some things up there." Let me know what you guys think on Mobamba. The next player that I'm going to bring up is Christian Wood. Now, Christian's Wood scenario is kind of murky, just like Mobamba's. When you look at um, right now, he has a, 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 a option on that contract, which I think would pay him 17 million dollars per year. Um, but again. As the Dallas Mavericks look to potentially add defense around Luka and Kyrie, if they do maintain Kyrie, I think the, the the Mavs may be put in a situation to where they do have to decide. Is it going to be us bringing back Kyrie if he wants to come back here? And then maybe we have to let a player like, like Christian Wood walk so that we can add some needed defense around Christian Wood. Now, I do think Christian Wood, even though he was willing to come off the bench for the Dallas Mavericks, may be more of a starter level uh, uh, uh potential signing there for the Bulls, but again, you never know. Um, he It's expected right now that he could be signed for, again, the full mid-level exception, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is net him about $12 million per year. Now, the Bulls will have a full MLE. Could they potentially use that for Christian Wood? There's a, There's a lot of potential there, but one uh, outside scenario, and shout out to Ricky Fontaine, who brought this in. That's my dude. Uh, he texted me the other day, and I was like, hey, you know what? I can actually see this happening. While this is not the defense that I necessarily think the Dallas Mavericks may go after, but could you issue a double sign trade for Christian Wood and Nikola Vucevic? Double signing trades are rare in the NBA, but they do happen. There is a possibility of them happening. And considering both teams would be motivated maybe to get it done, Maybe the Dallas Mavericks do want to add a player that Luca is familiar with in Nikola Vucevic to that team, and and hope that they can play together. And you know, so they may they may be able to the your scratch you scratch my back, I scratch yours type thing on a double signing trade potential. Let me know what you guys think on those two potential targets for the Chicago Bulls if one or both of our centers do leave this season in free agency. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But all right. Let's go ahead and get into the mailbag portion of today's episode. This first voicemail, this one's from Big O.
2: Hey, what's going on? Hey, it's your boy Big O again, man. Something I'm just crossed my mouth. I'll have to call you back a third time real quick. Because, uh, uh, I mean, you talk about it all the time. I talk about it with my people. I mean, a lot of, a lot of what's wrong with the culture. So it's hard to fully assess, you know, if this group is maxed out or is we maxed out with DeMar DeRose, is we maxed out with Zach Levin. It's hard to tell that when you 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 look at the coaching and, and the mistakes, and granted you know Billy's not a terrible coach, but I don't think he don't On, you know, you missed Rondo for the year, last year and a half. I want to see Patrick Williams uh, play a little bit, I wouldn't say point guard, but at least, you know, have more responsibility with ball handling. We see uh, Toronto do it with Scottie Barnes, with Fred Van Vliet, Siakam taking a chunk of the shot. They say, hey, we're going to make sure you're involved and let's put the this offense. I don't see why Patrick Williams comes more involved that way. You know, I know it's you an old-style offense, but you got Booth DeMar and Zach and Patrick Williams, might not try to use some type of form of a triangle offense to make sure that ball is popping around and, 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 and you know, and, and, the ball, and it's getting in the right hands at the right time, in the right place. I don't know. It's, to me, it just seemed like Billy could have done more. So it's hard for, you know, for me especially, you know, when I hear fans say, wait, push back style or West back down? When I honestly believe that this team can get more. Be yeah, a championship team, no, but can be competitive like the Knicks, I truly believe so I didn't mention that in the last supporter. So yeah, you know, that's that's the really biggest thing for me. And it's, so it's gonna be hard to really fully assess the bulls teams going forward all together unless something, you know, they get the right players in here that they start to click with Billy Donovan. That's I mean, that's so I mean the biggest problem could be the coach. The coach instead of the player. But thanks, uh thanks for listening to me, man, and uh
1: yeah. Talk, talk to you. Big O brings a great point that it's hard to assess this team with the level of coaching that we've had. And I completely agree with that. I think that when you look at some of the issues with Billy Donovan, is he he a terrible coach? No. I know that we feel like that here in Chicago, and rightfully so for anybody who does feel like that, because, yeah, he doesn't use players to their best ability. He doesn't use players to grow their skill. Billy Donovan, the lack of adjustments, he does a lot of things that are questionable. And I don't know if he's the best to get out of this roster, so that is a great point from Big O, saying that it's really hard to assess this team. It's really hard to assess what the ceiling of this team would be with better coaching, but here's what I'll say with that. Billy Donovan isn't leaving. So, yes, while it would be easier to assess maybe this, this team with better coaching that, that could get more out of players that has better development plans, it's not happening. So we can still evaluate the ceiling of this team because one of the things that we know for sure is that Billy Donovan isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, did I just say that like William Shatner? Um, those weird pauses, was just, that was strange. That was real strange. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, so I don't – I I, I, I look at it. You guys know I try to be – in, I try not to stay in the wood could have should have. I have my times of that, and I think every Bulls fan does, especially when you've watched this team night in and night out like I've had. But Billy Donovan isn't leaving. So w- the way that we need to assess this team is with Billy Donovan as the coach because Billy Donovan isn't leaving as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And while, yes – I would love to see what a more tactician, an X's and O coach, how they would stagger minutes between Zach Levine and use uh, uh, Patrick Williams as a point forward. I would love to see all that. But we don't have a coach that is going to do that. And that is why I asked the question, question over on Locked On early last week. Like, all right, do we even trust Billy Donovan to evolve this offense enough and make the necessary changes to where we see a different result? And I think that that's a valid question to ask. And, you know, ultimately, your point on Patrick Williams being the point forward and how when he does have the ball in his hands and he's allowed to do those things, he becomes more engaged, I absolutely agree with you. But even when Pat did move to the bench, we didn't see a lot of it. Now, we didn't see that because Kobe White, A lot, most things went through him, and he deserved that role. And if he does move into the starting lineup, as some people expect, could we then maybe see a difference in that? Something to be said there as well. So. You know, ultimately, I hope that this team evolves and changes in whatever ways are needed. And if they do, hey, the sky's the limit. But let's hope that we see another player, hopefully a Patrick Williams or a Daylon Terry, take a necessary step, if not a leap, to, for, for the Bulls' development and for us to be better overall as a team next season. All right, let's get into this next voicemail for today. This one's from Steph.
3: Yo, this is Steph. Uh, and I'm going to make this real brief
1: because I know I don't have a lot of time.
3: I just watched um, some information saying that folks were seeing the potential of Dylan Brooks coming to the Bulls. Hell no. Um, And quite frankly, um, there's no place for him on this team because, again, when you're trying to build a championship team, not only do you need the right personnel, but you need the right personalities as well to build that championship team. And to be quite frankly, if I can kind of piggyback with the Draymond Green situation, He's a great player defensively, yada, yada, yada. But if I was a teammate of his and you took a swing on me, whatever, connected, I wouldn't even feel comfortable with playing with this person, let alone being around you. So that's how I feel about the Draymond Green situation. Now back to the the Dylan Brooks. There's no way in the world a bull should even make an attempt to get this guy at all leave him in memphis if he's gonna stay there wherever else he decides to go let him be and as far as the questions on whether the mar levine booch kobe gonna be here listen i don't know what it's gonna take for the bulls to get
1: back to those experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
3: Deep playoffs slash championship years, but um, I just just don't have an answer. Um, it's just going to be to bring up certain players and to feel that need and to feel those pieces that the Bulls are lacking for some reason. And that's just my take on it.
1: All right. Steph says there's no place for Dylan Brooks on this team. Um, I agree. And like I said before, it's not that Dylan Brooks to me is he's not a bad basketball player. He's not. he, he hes He's a bad man, probably like a bad person, like in that fake villain role and all that. Like, I think Dylan Brooks is somebody who, if they, if they humble themselves, can absolutely be an asset as a rotation player to most teams. But right now, considering where this team is, considering we lack leadership now that Patrick Beverly isn't for sure going to be on this team anymore, because of all of that, you don't really want to introduce Dylan Brooks into that situation. I just I just wouldn't, right? And like I said before, while Dylan Brooks puts up some solid numbers, especially as a rotation guy, right? Because that's really just what he is. He's a rot- rotation player. And that's fine, Right? Rotation players can get paid a lot and can be huge for teams at points in time. But when you look at it, he doesn't have the high basketball IQ. He's not a solid passer. His defensive numbers for somebody who's known as a defensive guy aren't that great. They, they just aren't. They aren't that great. Uh, and again, this is not to say he's, he's not bad defensively. I would not say that at all. But when you factor in the character concerns of it, You just don't want to introduce that to the team, in my opinion. I know some fans are like, hey, we need as much talent as we can get. We need some tough guys. But I can tell you what, there's a lot of tough, bad basketball players. And while Dylan Brooks isn't bad, you don't want to add somebody who could potentially have a negative impact on the little bit of culture that you you do have, that you are trying to build here. So, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on this stuff. I know some people share a difference of opinion, and that's fine. Because, like I said, I can understand people talking themselves into it because Dylan Brooks is not a terrible basketball player. But I do think that you can get the production of Dylan Brooks with less character concerns throughout the league and probably for less money as well. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below as well. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from DK. Hopefully not DK Odie's because that's a terrible company.
4: Yo, what's good? Hey? It's DK. Yeah, that could be with the OK take. But let me say this first. I think everybody can agree with me. I don't like Jerry. If I ever catch Jerry, he catching the meaner faith than, than my barber gave me last week. He is going down there for real. But fuck Jerry. But anyway, I do have a hot take. I believe that P Will is going to be the small forward of the future and that we should go after Jaron Jackson Jr. Why? Because we obviously need size, right? And I don't know how the contract and everything is going to work, but Somebody from the big three is going to leave. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Roach. It could be DeMar. It could be Levine. But one of them is not going to be here because we obviously do not work as a unit. I love them as people. We do not work as a team on the courts. And certain people's skill sets just interfere with other people's skill sets. It makes them have to play positions that they don't play. And, you know, I think you said this yesterday. Somebody said this yesterday on Locked On. You got to subtract in order to add. And that really stuck with me because it was like, damn, I remember those, um, those baby bulls when I was like six. I was, I'm young. I was young when that was happening. And I was like, how can we actually get better as a team? Like Derek Rose was a rookie. We made it to the playoffs. We bought, we bought the Celtics to seven games or six games. I can't remember. It was that long ago and it was great, but. That's who I can see that we go out there in the offseason. Because we need a defensive anchor on the defense. And I love P. Wheel. I really do. He doesn't have that experience, though. And he's not known as a rim protector, even though he can guard the shit out the rim. But he is... Oh, he's slow as hell in lateral quickness. He just... He's slow. But he's a great defensive player. But I don't think he can be a defensive anchor like Jaron Jackson. But... Yeah, let me know what you think. I just need—I just think we need somebody like that. Not him per se. I would love him per se, but we definitely need somebody like that.
1: All right, not liking Jerry Ryans. First of all, shout out to you being a young Bulls fan, and I really don't mean that as ageism or any type of negativity, bro. I—I, Me and Pat talked about it over on Locked on Bulls, I think, just on Friday's episode, that the Derrick Rose era is the height of some Bulls fans' fandom, depending on the age. That is almost their dynasty era in a way, and I love those Bulls fans, right? My son is in that area. My son's 17 years old. He is in that. The, the, his first years really taking in basketball were the Derrick Rose years. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's wild. Um, and, you know, you, you say Jerry Reinsdorf. I, I think as Bulls fans, we all understand the issues of Jerry Reinsdorf. I think, you know, kind of the outside people or people who are die easy, Chicago Bulls fans that don't really follow the day in and day out may not understand just how, just how bad Jerry has been for this team at times. But to, for your hot take, Pete will is the small forward of the future, and the Bulls should go after Jared Jackson Jr. Here's what I'll say: Every team should go after a Jared, J- a Jared Jackson Jr. Everyone, every single team, everybody, every team needs a Jared Jackson Jr. type player. Period. And but while I was, I would say this, I'd almost rather see Jared Jackson Jr. at the five if he were ever to be a Bull. But guess what? The Memphis Grizzlies are never letting Jared Jackson Jr. go, at least not in the immediate future. That team would have to fizzle out and burn out so much for them to try to move on. He is part of their core. He's a young player they drafted. Jared Jackson Jr. is going to be a, a Grizzly for a long, long time. Now, as far as P. Will at the small four, you guys know how I feel. P. Will, is it can absolutely be a power forward in this league. You said it. He's not really the rim protector that we that we need next to Vuce. Now, if you get a different rim protector that can stretch the floor, like I think of Jared Jackson Jr., P. could played fine next to. It really kind of is the makeup of the team. But ultimately, I even see the way that I see it. I think A. K. envisions Patrick Williams as a long-term four, and because of that, that's kind of where when you look at Daylon Terry. Daylon's not going to be the two with Zach Levine in the contract here. Daylon Terry's probably going to be the long-term three for the Chicago Bulls. So I just, I kind of, maybe I'm reading those tea leaves wrong and incorrectly, but I do think that they have Patrick Williams factored in as the the four long-term here. And I really don't think it matters. Like, to me, his lateral quickness, his slow shot release becomes more of an issue at the three than it does at the four. But either way, no matter what position Patrick Williams plays, if he doesn't learn how to be aggressive, if he doesn't uncover some dog in him, it's, it's, it's all for naught. It doesn't matter what position he's going to play because he's going to be passive at any one of the positions. Now, also, to, the, the, to Big O's first voicemail, I do think that Patrick Williams, regardless of where he plays, his long-term potential and probably best asset would be playing point forward for whatever position he's in. And I hope that uh, Billy Donovan eventually does go to, to P. Will Moore with that, and I hope that P. Will responds to that by playing well so that Billy Donovan goes to it even more. That's ultimately what I hope for for P-Will. You guys can let me know what you think on everything down below. All right, last voicemail for the day. This one's from Jamal. What's
5: up, Hayes? It's is your boy Jamal back again. I got three minutes us get into it. So, video, um, voicemail number two. Um, in this one, I'm already going to really go through three players. Um, Daylon Terry, Patrick Beverly, and Andre Drummond. Starting off with the one I know that's probably going to be, but I have about 99% you know, sure that he's going to be back, then he's he coming back. And I think he's going to get start off, at least trying to get some minutes and crack some minutes rotation. Um, now, <clears throat> we all know Billy is the type of guy that if you don't play well, you can lose your spot really well, uh, really quick. So he's going to have to earn, keep earning his minutes. It's kind of almost being like being on probation, you know, you have to, He's going to continue to have to earn those minutes and things like that. It's not going to be a guarantee. But I pretty much see him coming back. Um, Patrick Beverly ain't coming back, in my opinion. I don't want really to see him coming back. I'd like for him to come back. But the biggest issue with Patrick Beverly is he wants his bag. And like J. Cole said, i love to see a black man get paid. But it ain't happening on this team. Not for what he's asking for. I'm sorry. I mean, that's my family's doing what they do. But um I don't see him coming back uh asking for the money that he wants. He's probably going to go somewhere else and get the bag. So I can't get mad at that. Um, the third person, Andre Drummond, that's going to be the interesting one. Andre has been a player that at times looked really, really good for us. And it's like when you see him playing, like, oh, yeah, he's a beast. He still can give you a double-double really quickly and affect the game. And then there are other times when he just makes like really boneheaded plays, and it's like, yeah, that's why you never became that dude, or was like the second coming of you know Will Chamberlain, Bill Wessel, whatever you want to think of him as, and things like that. Because as a rebound, he's a monster, but he's he's there's something about him. The biggest thing about Andre is I like, give it a 50-50 because he's not it's not like his contract says that he has a player option or a team option, if I'm correct, looking at it. So there's a good chance, so he can come back. I am on the phone. Go. So, so he can come back and um, and uh, things like that. But I think it's going to be interesting that if he doesn't, I would assume he'd be traded. And what do you do to replace him? Because you're going to have to replace him. And I would have said that can only match his impact, but also who probably will have to have a higher level of IQ than he does. So – Those are my three uh, picks for this week. Let me know what you think. As always, see uh, bulls where they go, Bulls. All
1: right, so out of the three players that you mentioned, first off, Pat Bev not coming back because of that contract. You were spot on there. Andre Drummond actually does have a player option next season. So your 50-50 on him coming back I think is valid. It really just depends on – what he wants as far as money. I don't think him opting out means he won't come back to the Chicago Bulls. Him opting out may mean he wants more money, maybe a two plus one, maybe a couple of more years on the deal for a little bit more security as he goes into his age 30 season. That may mean that with with, um, with Andre Drummond. Now, as far as Dalen Terry, cracking the rotation, that is the biggest question. One of the bigger questions of this offseason for the Bulls is because how do you see Daylon Terry cracking this rotation? When you look at Daylon Terry and his impact that he had in the G League, when things were going through him, the big man, Marco Simonovich played better, Carly Jones played better when most of the ball handling was being done by, by Daylon Terry. Right? If Kobe White does move into that starting lineup, does that then free up some things for Daylon Terry to have more things go through him off that bench unit? Is Patrick Williams is he back in the starting line? Is he on the bench? There's so many questions around it, but I do think that Daylon Terry, hopefully not hopefully, Daylon Terry needs to crack that rotation next season. But he doesn't. He does. He needs to do it by earning and continually earning those minutes. But I do think they're going to start off at least with a plan of Daylon Terry playing a role on this team. I think that part of his development plan was being down in the G League. We can have our issues with that or not, but I do think that that was the case. But it's up to Dalen Terry to own his own development. I want to see, and the difference with Dalen and Pat, for example, is that Dalen will he's going to shoot regardless, right? He's going to play regardless. And if he makes mistakes, he's going to take his bumps. He's going to take the, the, the scolding from the players and maybe the coach, but he's going to use that and adapt that and try to come out better. If you watched the G League games last season with the Windy City Bulls, if you haven't, I suggest going and watching from the beginning to the end of Daylon Terry, you will see a player that learned something every single game, that week in and week out added something to his game every single week, right? And that was great to see. And especially while we don't have Bulls basketball, I would really implore you guys, go and check out some of those Windy City Bulls games from Dalen Terry last season because you'll see he got it. And it's just if he's going to continue and maintain that confidence – if he starts having those issues and errors on the NBA level and if the coaching staff allows him to go through his mistakes so that he can be a better player coming out of it. Let me know what you guys think on that as well down below. But that is it. That is my time for today on today's Mailbag episode. Thank you so much for everyone who got voicemails in. We'll tell you guys how you can get them in here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episodes going down again tomorrow on Sunday, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. We also have a bonus episode dropping today with the guys from El Sampler Pod, so make sure you guys check that out and be tuned in for that. But like I liked in every episode on, love you guys. Go Bulls. See you if you can, y'all. Peace.